Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Today on Brand Story, Inc., we welcome J.C. Brandis, the Vice President of Portfolio Sales for Penske Media Corporation, or PMC as it's better known. JC is a veteran dynamic biz dev exec with branded content chops that date back to her time at Time Warner, where she ran sales for the tech and finance sector before running sales for the Fortune Money Group at media publishing behemoth, Meredith Media. JC has been at PMC for only a year and is in the middle of a company transition to creating a portfolio content studio. And as one who started right at the beginning of the pandemic in our country, has learned quite a bit at a new company during this new dynamic. So PMC is a leading independent global media and information services company. I know it's a mouthful, pulled from the website, but it boasts a monthly audience of more than combined 310 million people. Since 2004, Penske Media has been a pioneer in digital media and a platform innovator reaching viewers on all screens across its ever-growing constellation of iconic brands, which includes the likes of Variety, Rolling Stone, She Media, Rob Report, Deadline, Sportico, among a slew of others. Headquartered in New York City and Los Angeles with additional offices in 14 countries worldwide, PMC believes companies should not only be profitable, but also forces for good. JC is a force for good, and we sat down in mid-March of 2021 to discuss the evolution of branded content, how KPIs have evolved from her time at Time and Meredith to now, and how she's taking the brand marketer space by storm with an evolving approach from the PMC side of things. We also talked about Jay Penske's vision, the current trends she's seeing, her take on the post-cookie or data-tracking world, and her morning must, along with some personal fun. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Well, welcome to the show, JC. Thank you so much. Happy to be here, Jay. So excited. I mean, as we mentioned in your bio, you've worked on quite a few large media publishing companies, Time Warner, most recently Meredith Media. Yet you're relatively new to Penske, just over a year. Yeah, and so you yeah. still have that outsider's perspective with the insider's knowledge to some degree. And you know, I think one of the things you and I have talked about is Penske has a large part portfolio of media publishers, but let's start with some of the basics. A year in, what are some of the I had no idea or I didn't know that that you've discovered at Penske? <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, it's funny because much like the media community and when we have um, client meetings, um, we often hear, I had no idea Penske <laughs> Media owned all of these amazing brands or or I had no idea all these brands were at the same company. Yep. And, you know, truthfully, I was the exact same way. I mean, PMC is a relatively new company. It, it's mm -hmm. only been around since 2004 and it was really based on an acquisition strategy. Mm -hmm. And really it was until last year, where um, the opportunity to change the dialogue and the narrative and have a, a focus on being able to leverage the entire portfolio, which is actually much, much larger than anyone realizes, uh, we're just behind uh, Meredith and Hearst in size. Yeah, it's, it's so, impressive. Most people don't know that when they hear Penske Media, right? Right. They don't even know what that is. Right, right. Is it the race car driver? <laughs> Well, we'll get to him and we'll get to that in a yeah, little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. But okay. so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about, um, well, let's start with some of the basics too. You're vice president of portfolio sales. So explain what yeah. that means in your world. 
So really, I was hired based on uh, my experience and to create and develop a, a go-to-market strategy, right, and create mm-hmm. a holistic, horizontal PMC offering within the marketplace. I mean, essentially, we were starting from scratch, really mm-hmm. not having had a corporate sales team, right? So I had to establish some swim lanes mm-hmm. to work alongside our internal brands. So I, I implemented a vertical strategy, really allowing for that expertise and strategic fo- focus, both internally and externally. And it really then, you know, we can develop big ideas um, for clients leveraging one PMC brand or multiple brands. And it really then gives us the ability or affords us the opportunity to have a true client-centric approach. Well, I mean, and then there's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I got you off. That's, I was just going to say, then, then with that, there's unlimited mm-hmm. revenue potential or growth potential, right? Um especially after you establish some awareness of who PMC is. Right. Well, I mean, that's where I was going to go. I mean, I think one thing that jumps out is how diverse your portfolio of media brands are, right? You have multiple major players in the music space, for example, Rolling Stone, Vibe, and Billboard. And while you have have a sports business trade publication with Sportico, you also have this whole film and television trade publications. You know, you have a gear and gadget publication with Spy. And so... Some of these are news and info sources. Other are trade uh, trade publications. Others are more, you know, content communities. And so, explain, you know, going back to um, the the horizontal and vertical strategy that you're talking about. Explain some of the challenges and opportunities of, you know, how how you take a brand or a potential sponsor and insert them into um, either a trusted community or across these some you know some completely unrelated um, you know verticals, if you will. Sure, sure. There's a couple ways, right? I mean, our, our our offering of brands, they are quite diverse. But, you know, they our brands have been around for generations, mm-hmm. really shaping culture and mirroring that <clears throat> importance mm-hmm. of innovation and experience. And, and the portfolio overall has a very unique mix of voices, which speak both to the consumers and the industries. Yep. And I think the combination of that, you know, really there's a strong trust that both influencers and industries rely upon us for that, you know, we sit at that forefront of culture mm-hmm. and have the opportunities to bring both sides of that to the, from a capitalize on the audiences mm-hmm. and really bring brands and, and audiences together that maybe you wouldn't necessarily think of like a, like a Rob report and art news. Right. Right. I mean, those are two brands that may not seem obvious to match up and go together, but they've got very similar audience attributes and you know, you can pair it well. It's interesting. So, you know, I, I want to go back for a second here, right? So sure. it probably feels like light years for you, but think back to Meredith media, your time there in 2018, when you ran sales for the fortune media for fortune money group, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us a glimpse of how just in that short amount of time, um, how success metrics for clients has evolved. Where are we in the oh. kind of the key performance indicators yeah. and data driven world from your lens now that we were three years ago? Right. I mean, that's so easy. It's it's all about first party data, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never been more important. It's never had that much value. I mean, as we look at this whole cookie-less world and, and figure out how uh, to navigate it, I mean, your first party data strategy is is critical. And we have a really strong one. In fact, we just launched uh, Atlas, our new data studio, mm-hmm. which really allows us to create segments and <clears throat> allow marketers to target 
the right group of people, you know, very precisely. It's okay. kind of like our secret sauce, yep. if you will, and our, our recipe. Uh, I mean, having a big idea or creating these amazing content programs, it doesn't mean anything if you don't have the ability to dive in and, and deliver the message to the appropriate target. So I think that the big evolution there is all about, you know, data. And that would go to kind of what you just said a minute ago, right? Like you mentioned two disparate on the outside looking in art news and Rob report, right? You'd be like from the outside, from a subject matter, you may be like, huh, those are very different subject matters. But to your point, if somebody's looking for a certain demographic and you have your Atlas data product, it may show up in five or six different publications, one in sports, one in film, one in music, right? Is that that's Absolutely. Kind of the play there in terms of? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what gives you that horizontal approach, right? Mm-hmm. To leverage the entire portfolio. I mean, you can target uh, against, you know, mm-hmm. from an, a scale perspective without necessarily having to pick one brand. You can just look at, you know, just straight targeting opportunities, which is really, you know, creates a whole nother revenue stream. How do you execute across that then? Right. So say somebody's like, okay, I want that demo. And you're like, awesome. It's going to be against, you know, media property. It's going to be against She Media, Rolling Stone, Sportico and Art News. Like, what does that actually look like for a brand to then get distributed or aligned with content that goes to your first party data how does it work well actually it would depend on what the tar- target or what that audience segment is we can create a variety of different segments in permutative we use permutative mm-hmm. uh and is our dmp so we would create that audience segment and then it isn't necessarily something that you would identify which brands it goes across i mean it can be any of them it's kind of like an overall network buy mm-hmm. okay and you know it just has the ability to if you think of the whole forest, right, the entire forest is not a specific tree, mm-hmm. but you can basically then push out that whatever your advertiser message is to the entire forest. Uh, um, it's interesting to me. You mentioned, you know, uh, Meredith, your your previous, you worked at Time Warner as well, and yeah. the evolution of content marketing and brand content studios. Uh, you're no stranger to it. Describe. Um, Penske's approach to this. Um, I saw you have LDJ Productions. You know, I'm curious of kind of the brand-facing content studio capabilities that you currently have at your disposal and where you see it going within Penske. Yes, sure. So um, we became a partner with LDJ last year, and mm-hmm. they are primarily uh, an events and experiential agency okay. and have a fantastic track record of producing content to power both experiences um, and, and I think during, um, quarantine, they were super valuable mm-hmm. because it made our transition to virtual events yep. seamless, right? Yeah. Um, huge. we also on the side, yeah, huge are, are leveraging their expertise, um, as it works with new fronts. We're creating a very top secret, uh, <laughs> special offering mm-hmm. for new fronts this year, which we're really excited that we have the ability to tap into because of LDJ, but what I'm most excited about is we are really in the process of building out PMC Studios mm-hmm. as a portfolio level solution. I mean, yes. our yes, music right, to my right? ears. That's the whole point of this podcast. Thank you. Touchdown, Jay-Z. Of course, of course. I mean, it really allows you to create content for your advertisers and draw from any one of our buckets. Well, you can look at entertainment or music or... I'm, I'm really curious though now because, you know, without giving away trade secrets, it's it's... 
you're coming into an existing organization, like, right? I mean, that's pretty impressive. It's very impressive in terms of the amount of resources that, that are there. So has it been to this point, has the creative, like the brand content studio function, has it resided within each of the individual media publishers? And now you're kind of bringing the best out of, how does it work? Like, I'm really curious how you're built, how your company's so, building that out. Yes. I mean, correct. Obviously some of our brands um, produce content at that branded content at the individual brand specific level. Mm -hmm. However, we have physical studios in both LA and New York. Mm -hmm. And so what we're able to do is kind of the best of both worlds and create that studio both in, you know, strategy and then Mm -hmm. in physical space Mm -hmm. and leverage assets from the brands, but be able to do it in a very customized, you know, non-editorial way. Yep. I have a way of using terms all the time ubiquitously, like content studio, which is it's sure. so it's so funny because like there's like there's two there's many types of content studios. I always thought Brand Story Inc. is about kind of the brand content studio, right? The concept of right. hey, Brand X, let us help you figure out content solutions that are going to engage our community with your brand. Um, and then there's the quite literal content studio of like hey, space cameras, right? Production facilities. Right. Um, and, and you guys have actually both. You're building on. We both. do. Right. You have some, and you're building on that capability. What What most excites you about this? I mean, the ability to. I mean, it, it it allows you to control your own destiny in terms of level of quality and mm-hmm. production. And no, our brands, you know, being so iconic and strong, and being able to leverage some of the resources that they have, that they've been utilizing to tell stories, also, you know, is is just an outstanding opportunity for us and and how involved are you in this process you specifically well first and foremost we're out there creating the awareness of pmc right right and yep. so that's my primary focus yep. um and we have a uh, mike monroe is our cmo that we brought over he was most recently at sundance but ran mm-hmm. both the atlantic and condi in mm-hmm. terms of their content studios mm-hmm. and he's kind of our our lead as we build the strategy behind that and all of the different components and resources and tools that come with it. Very cool. Well, you know, I think you're about the third or fourth guest on Brand Story Inc. Um, out of the, I think you're number 60 that we've had. That started quite literally the month of the pandemic. Like we've had a bunch of yes. like, and so I'm really curious. I mean, at Penske, it's pretty much all you've known, right? Here we yeah, we're, right. We're, we're, we are recording this in mid-March. Um and so it's it's pretty much a year ago today. Uh, we're recording this on March 11th was when the CDC in the pandemic, and it's right about the time you started. So I'm really curious what that experience has been like starting, you know, and all you've known is kind of the, the pandemic world of, in, at, at a level that you're at as vice president of portfolio, how that experience has been for you. It's it's very unique, right? I mean, this is literally my year anniversary. I started March 16th, the day the world kind of shut down. Yeah. I got to start a new job and create a whole <laughs> new team and a new division and a new. It, it was it was uh, interesting, yeah. right? But yeah. what I've been so impressed with is is the company's PMC. I mean, during this challenging time, Jay Penske has been investing in brands i mean mm-hmm. growing the company especially as we see other media companies really contracting yeah uh you know we've launched a couple different industry analytic tools uh one in music one in entertainment that really help us identify trends and whatnot mm-hmm. we launched a whole new sports brand sportico yep 
which is a digital resource for professionals within that sports, within the business of sports. I'm a daily reader. And then in, very, it's very good, impressive. good. Yeah. Thank you. Very, yep. yes, near and dear to my heart as well. Um, and then, you know, we, we acquired Billboard Hollywood Reporter and Vibe, right. all in the middle of this quarantine mayhem. Yep. So, you know, it's been, I really think that the company overall is, the creativity is at an all-time high, right? I mean, there's just yeah. unlimited, You, it's like, why not? We'll get to it in a little bit. Your company is your company um, from the outside looking in, I think, is very um, forward thinking and progressive. And I'm not saying that to just to kind of pander to you. It just it just no pun intended. It gives off that vibe. And we're going to talk about Jay Penske in a little bit. But I think one thing that's um, interesting for me with you and JC, by the way, like if you can't hear it, I always say JC's one of those people who you can hear her smile on the phone, which is like such an endearing quality and never more important than now when we're, you're not meeting. But I mean, like go back Thank to look, you. contrast how you're doing actual business development and engaging with people on Zooms from the time at Meredith. Like, there's no whining and dining and dinners, and, right. right? Like, and so right. I, I'm getting a little off script here, but what's the nitty gritty on like how you're actually engaging and building relationships with brands because it from what i understand like yes penske's number three in terms of media publisher size but i'm guessing based on interpreting your language there's a fair amount of education this isn't a you know oh, absolutely. Answer, answer the phone coming in and people know to call penske there's an element of hey did you know we have rolling stone and vibe and sportico and da 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 da, da and then right. developing that so how have you changed in terms of a, a business development executive and how you approach sales during this time? Well, you know, you're right. It is very much an educational moment right now in, in the company and, and getting the word out. So your approach though, you know, we, we do focus on some verticals, on three different verticals, auto tech and finance to kind mm -hmm. of give us some sort of, you know, guidelines and, and like I said, that focus. And then it is a combination of who you know and being able to tell the story and, and get out there and have meetings and conversations and who who do you know that knows someone else that knows someone else. And mm -hmm. it is interesting. I would say, yes, everyone's inbox gets flooded with, you know, trying people to reach out and whatnot. But, you know, we have an interesting story and people are curious. And once we get a meeting and get them on the phone, mm -hmm. you know, we joke that we're the largest media company you've never heard of, right? <laughs> yep, and it's true. Yep, and people yep. are like, wait, I had no idea all these right. brands were at one place. So they want to talk to us. Yep. And getting on the phone, once you once you get that initial e email to open mm -hmm. in someone's right. inbox, yep. it's not that – it has not been horribly difficult. Now, I, I don't want to sound, you know, arrogant or ridiculous. I'm not saying that it's been right. easy by any stretch. Right. But just having the initial awareness conversation, I mean, no one, you can't buy something from someone that you don't know that exists. Right. Yep. You know, it's, so you got to start there. Well, and, and to that point, I, I think some of your brands, it, what's interesting to me is the mix of media publishers in your portfolio span from like iconic generational, like Rolling Stone to the new entry into a somewhat competitive market like the Sportico, right? And everything in between. It's kind of an interesting mix. But I, I guess the question I want to um, – let, let's stay on the music vertical for a second. So you have Rolling Stone, Vibe, and Billboard, all major players in the music space. And I think what's interesting to me is the fact that there are three different, you know, 
well-known music media publishers, um, formerly known as magazines, with all due respect to Prince. And I think that um, for me, the interesting thing is this concept of community, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's, there's a, in, in cultivating community, like Rolling Stone is probably the easiest example because it's, it stands for so much more, right? It's kind of that Venn diagram of sure. music and culture, culture and mm-hmm. movements, right, over time. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of like when you used to be at back in the Wayback Machine, Time Warner Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated isn't what it is now, but it's like there, it, it's more than just consuming content. You're part of this community. And so I'm curious of like, when you're inserting a brand or aligning a brand, how is that nuanced difference when you're talking about something as like iconic as Rolling Stone, right? Because that where editorial meets brand is an age old challenge. And with certain ones like a Sportico, which is new, I'm guessing it's a little bit more like, okay, we'll try that worth Rolling Stone. My, my outside looking in would be like, well, hold on here, right? Like editorial is going to be pretty strong about what they align with and how they align. How do you navigate those types of nuances? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think you'd be surprised. It's really about innovation, right? I mean, even Rolling Stone, this tried and true, you know, Mm -hmm. legendary brand. I mean, they're being very creative and innovating and looking for new partnerships. I mean, they just um, announced a long-term partnership with Twitch Mm -hmm. where they're going to provide original content, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. days a week, Mm -hmm. including like different shows and whatnot, having access to talent. So everyone needs to continue to evolve that brand mm-hmm. and with when doing that creates new opportunities right mm-hmm. very cool uh, so on your website I, I love this this is going you know this is maybe not so head on this is more big picture company philosophy i just really love jay penske the ceo uh has an original letter to the company which still resides on your website you mentioned it was launched in 2004 mm-hmm. from 2004 and you know I'm curious about which one of the uh, attributes or values that he put down there you feel are are most relevant today, you know, in the pandemic. And I want to read these. I'm going to read these out loud. I thought it was pretty interesting in this letter. uh, So bear with me, audience, as you hear these. He has eight points that he lists in his company letter, right, about Topensky Media. And number one, exceptional original content, no substitutions. Number two, indulge in curiosity, but demonstrate impact quickly because speed, execution, and accountability matter. Number three, confidence without arrogance. Number four, the best ideas will win. Number five, endeavor to get the news first, but we must always get the news right. Number six, focus less on buzz, PR, and boasting, and more on our brands and their results. Number seven, the worst mistake this company can make is being too afraid to make one. Love that one. And number eight, proudly an American company, but forever a global citizen. That's just Right. As a founder and CEO of my own company, I look at that. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of want those. Can I, can I take those? Right. So I just read them to you. As you think about your first year, what are the ones that pop out to you that you feel that you and or the company are, uh, are maybe more, most relevant right now? Well, I mean, you kind of said it. I mean, the easy one that you gravitate to is, you know, the worst mistake is Mm -hmm. a company being afraid to make one, right? But I think the one that really jumps out right now, especially given the role I'm in, is the best ideas will win. Mm -hmm. And that's really across departments, 
right? It's mm-hmm. not necessarily just about creative ideas, but it's being unafraid to try new ways of doing things mm-hmm. and launch new business models. I mean, you know, PMC was not uh, was a was a four letter word. That was not a brand. It was not a. It was all about the individual brand. You were not supposed to ever talk about PMC, mm-hmm. right? So it was. It's not a well known media company. Very purposely. So the fact that we're completely changing up the the structure and the opportunity uh, of how we're going to go to markets, Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone is, you know, having to take a a big leap of faith and and patience, right? It's about the the infinite uh, game right now. I'm Mm -hmm. reading Simon Sinek's Infinite versus Finite. So, but it is, (laughs) I love him. But it is very much about having your your eye on the long term and recognizing that it's going to, in order to have opportunities to win and change, it takes time and patience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive. Like your your company does give off that progressive vibe, right? I mean, it's just evolving and changing. To your point, and you know, look at the acquisitions you made during during the pandemic. It's it's pretty right? impressive. So I just, I mean, this is like a whole business leadership piece that I love, like just putting this out there. And I love that it's on your site intentionally, knowing that you've done many, many website incarnations and that original letter is there for all to see, right? Just kind of a, as a, as a- Absolutely. Uh, Jay is an incredible leader, but he is a very genuine human. Mm-hmm. And he makes, you know, there are, there is no- um, he is very real and raw, and, and the fact that that is on the website is very, very intentional to demonstrate who we are as an organization. All right, Jason, now we get a little personal. We have a segment we call Morning sure. Must, and we flip to your email inbox, your social media feeds, and as somebody leading the charge on reimagining and reintegrating Penske's media publishers to the outside brands, um, I'm curious how you stay on top of what's going on in the world and what sources of intel you use on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Well, I'm a big nerd and I'm a big fan of podcasts, mm. you know, both personally and professionally. It's kind of where I get my quiet time out of the house and, you know, walk or run or whatever I'm doing. And um, from an industry standpoint, I, you know, I think that these are fairly well known, but like Recode Media yep. is one of my go-tos. Digiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, uh, CMO moves by Adweek. Yep. Um, pivot is a new one by New York times, which okay. is really good. Uh, and then I, what's know. pivot. I don't know that one. What, what's the subject matter uh, it, of pivot? It's, it's relatively new. I mean, it is talking about, you know, uh, I don't know what is that pivoting and changing and evolving and okay. kind of, uh, as you, as we kind of go through these okay. crazy times and how you adapt and figure out what an NFT is and, you know, <laughs> I keep raising my hand. I keep going, I don't get it. I don't get it. I get the collectibles. I don't want to be that guy. Uh... I, know. <laughs> I know it's funny. Um, what about email newsletters? Are you, you know, are you an I mean, email newsletter person? I do glance at them and I would say, you know, I, I read, um, Alan Murray's, CEO daily from fortune. I, you know, I get the summaries from skimmed and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of those, I do just touch on them, Mm -hmm. you know, to see what's going on. And if there's something that I don't understand and want some more information on it, yes. You know, that's kind of where you dig a little deeper on it. I always think it's interesting, right? Like the, 
Um, sometimes it's funny. It's why I'd be a terrible investor. I always talk about this with the, have you heard of the morning brew? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's on my, right. I get that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the morning brew, I, it's one of my favorites and it's one of my favorite examples because it's like, okay, the morning brew is if they'd come to me and said, look, I want you to invest. So I, uh, you know, we're, we're starting a daily business email newsletter as a business. I'd be like, okay, you were like number 437th. So like, and they're like, and they, I can, I can see the pitch. No, but we, we're going to just do it better. It's going to be better, right? It's just going to be funnier. It's going to be wittier. It's like, yeah, okay, good luck. But they do. It's like, they take they something do. They that do a, a good lot job. of people, right, are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I use it as like my number one example of how tone of voice can create value. Right. There's yes. just a fun factor of reading so that true. Thing, right. And you're like, I mm -hmm. look forward to that one more than anyone in my and it's just because I'm like, oh my God, these like twenty something guys are dropping like middle aged pop culture references on us. Right. Like how are they doing that? Like you know, it's, right. it's it's so well um and so I that one to me is always is, is a fascinating yeah. one. Um, and it's also just about the, the power, I think, at a, at a higher level. It's interesting. And some of yours do, like Sportico does it. Like, there's such a value in curation. Like, email newsletters to me, right? Like, they're doing, the, the value that they're bringing is like, we went out and scoured and like, we got you covered. Like, here's all the info, right? Skim, you mentioned, right? That's probably mm -hmm. one of the more famous ones. And it's it's really interesting. And, and that's a hard concept, I think, for and I think opportunity for brands to get, right? Like to your point of like right. branded content, like your publications have the ability to do that on behalf of brands, like being aligned with value and value can be nothing more than like making your day easier because you got the information that people want in one place, right? Yes, totally. So I totally agree. Totally interesting. Okay, you went there with Simon Sinek, so I'm gonna end on the, uh, the bedside book stand. What are you reading for fun these days? Oh, well, I actually have, um, I am reading uh, Delia Owens, Where the Crawdads Sing, mm. for a good one. Um, That's you a know, nice I like, stack. I haven't read it yet. It's like, it's, it's, really like, good. it's in the, literally looking at it right now. It's, it's a good? It is really good. It's, yeah, I like okay. to, to, you know, sometimes have those mindless reads on yep. top of really challenging your brain. Yes, much necessary. Anything else in the in the queue that's coming up that you're excited about? You know, um, Brene Brown. Oh yes, has her. I'm a big, huge Brene Brown, and so obviously, Dare to Lead, both for podcasts, Unlocking Us, and then there's always books and things. So there's always like a long list of other goodies that come out of there. Um, you know, she's had some really fantastic interviews with Barack. Obama about his new book and you know um I just listened Alicia. to her three uh they're old they were dated but kind of her what are they super soul with Oprah I just did a oh yeah I uh -huh. just drove cross country yesterday and I listened to a couple of uh -huh. Brown's like she is so money she takes the the most challenging concepts makes them simple and says them so exquisitely like like right is there anyone she hotter does. than Brene Brown right now she's I like, don't know talk about a moment right Right. Right. Very. Definitely. I mean, that would be, she would be at the top of my list of people I would like to have coffee with. Oh yeah, totally. I think you and a couple million of us out there. Right I now, know. Right? Right? So, well, JC Brandis, thank you so much for spending time with us and talking about um, Penske Media and where you're going. And we're excited to keep tabs and watch you crush it as we get back into some, you know, semblance of non-quarantine here and actually get to go out. And I can't wait to actually sit down and, and raise a glass with you 
um, and, and continue the dialogue. But thank you for your time today. Thanks, Jay. I look forward to that too, very much. Thanks for listening to Brand Story, Inc. We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.